What is up, Financial Freedom Fest fam? Today's episode is going to be a follow-up from my Tuesday episode for a seller-financed offer that I put in. Tuesday, I went over exactly how to put in, or at least how I put in, a seller-financed offer. I also offered to send you the exact document that I used to email this offer to the seller. After I spoke with him on the phone, I went through how to talk to a seller and find out if they're a good fit for putting in a seller finance offer and then ultimately what the discussions are that you have to make sure that offer makes sense. Before I dive into it, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Please leave me a five-star review. I would appreciate it. And remember, if you want that document where I submitted the offer so you can use it for yourself, then just reach out to me, amabilerealty at gmail.com. It's my last name, realty at gmail.com. Or you could hit me up on Instagram, Facebook, all the goods. Reach out to me and I'll get you that document. So today I'm going to go over the numbers and how I actually came up with the offer that I was able to put in on a seller finance offer. It's pretty simple. What I did is I went on PropStream. PropStream, again, I talked about that last week, but it's P-R-O-P, like property, prop, P-R-O-P, stream, S-T-R-E-A-M.com. And what you do is you go to PropStream, you put in the address of the property, you pull the property up, and it gives you information about it. So I find out information. It'll tell you the owner's name, which I already knew because I reached out to this guy from a cold call from a list that I pulled on PropStream. It'll tell you if they have a mortgage on the property when the mortgage is recorded, but I already had the conversation that he does not have a mortgage. And remember, you do not really want to make, you can't really make a seller finance offer if there is a mortgage on the property unless you're going to pay off that mortgage or, and or you're going to do a subject to offer, which I have done before. They're a little tricky, but let's dig into this. So first of all, the seller paid $50,000 for this property back in 2017, which I also see on PropStream, and you can... I'm offering him now $300,000. Why am I doing that and how am I doing that? I will show you guys. What we want to do is scroll down to find out basically the numbers on this property. So I go to the taxes area and I see that there's 5,700 in taxes on this property. Basically what I want to do is a calculation. I want to find out how much the seller is really making on this property. He was not able, he did not know the rents that he's getting on the property, but he knew the expenses that he's paying. So he's paying tax, he's paying insurance, he's paying sewer tax, and he's also paying rental registration, and he is also paying you want to throw in at least CapEx, which is any big things. You want to put a reserve in for things like the roof and the furnace to go. So when I do this, I go to a rental property calculator. There is a good one on Clever, listwithclever.com, listwithclever.com. Just Google rental property calculator, listwithclever. 
or you could use bigger pockets, any of those ones, but bigger pockets you have to pay. I stopped paying a while back. I didn't think it was worth three hundred fifty or four hundred dollars a year, whatever it was. On list with clever, I put in the you really don't even need to put in a purchase price of the property because it, if you're just trying to calculate what the owner makes every month while having to operate the building, then you just need to run the property, the income of the property, minus the expenses that they'll definitely have. So if you take monthly rent, which he says is below market, which below market in this area, it would be coming in right around 2,400 for two units, maybe 2,600 units is, uh, 2,600 is okay rent. So we'll call it 2,500 is what he's bringing in. And then basically what you do is you put in the property taxes, the insurance on a two unit is going to be right around 1,400 bucks for okay insurance and property taxes are 5700 here and then he's got monthly utilities around a hundred bucks or so for the water and sewer and then they have things called vacancy rate vacancy is when somebody's not in the property repairs and maintenance is when somebody uh, when you need to do little changes capital expenditures are the big changes that we talked about earlier and then there's property management expenses so i on this website i always add those in for myself but for him for his sake for what he sees on a net basis i did not add those in i only put in capital expenditures because it's silly to not put in those big ticket items that will always go so if we put in all this information, the seller's got a, a mortgage of $0. He pays $0, and his monthly expenses come to $942 per month. What that leaves us with is $1,558 in cash flow every month, and that's not even including like any big changes that need to really be made to this property. So this owner is making 1500 bucks a month about on this property could be less if the rent amount is lower could be more if it's higher and he doesn't even live in the area so it's pro it's if there's a big problem it could be harder to manage harder to operate and he might just want to get out of it at this point so now it's for time for me to run my analysis. I want to be able to get the seller the best monthly payment possible where I am still making money on this property every month. So what I do, the seller mentioned that he wouldn't sell for anything. If you listen to my Tuesday episode, he wouldn't sell for anything less than $280,000 a cash offer. That's a cash offer. So I wanted to give him an even better number. I gave him 300,000 as his number. Now I'm giving him 0% interest for him to hold this loan. And I'm running this on a 30 year basis because he is a person that is looking to set him up for retirement. So if I give him a note that has to be paid over the next 30 years, he is more than happy to be paying that note and not have to pay any to be receiving that note and not have to be paying any huge taxes on a capital gain from that. We 
put in an interest rate of zero. On this website, you can't put in an interest rate of zero. So I put in 0.01, and that gives us a mortgage payment of $835 a month. So that's over 30 years. Basically, if you did 300,000 divided by 12 divided by 30, so 300,000 divided by 12 months divided by 30 years equals $835 per month. That's the monthly payment that needs to be made. So if we keep that monthly rent the same right now, and I would look to raise that in the future, but we'll keep it the same for now. We keep all the expenses the same, taxes, insurance, utilities. And then what I also do is I will throw in a vacancy rate. I know vacancy rates in my area will come in around 5%. Repairs and maintenance on this building, I haven't even seen it yet. So this would be something I would have to verify, but I'll put them right around 7%. And then property management, I manage, I have a in-house property manager, so I don't need to worry about those expenses. And capital expenditures are at 10%. So overall, we're baking in around $550 a month in expenses for any issues like that to pop up. And I like that, that's a pretty safe number. And that fills me out with a monthly cash flow right around $424. So with $424 of cash flow, that's a it's a pretty solid number to be getting to be able to buy a property with no money down out of my own pocket. And if now here's where things really help out is if I can increase rent over the next year and a half or so to 1450 per unit that would bring my monthly rent up to $2900 which would bring my cash flow up to $736 per month and if you take a look at it from a net without any I I always like to leave capital expenditures in typically I don't see an issue with vacancy but if you take out vacancy you're looking at right around $900 a month in cash flow for a property that you don't have to put any money down to get. So as long as this property can operate itself for the life of the property, it makes sense to buy. It seems like this is a pretty solid offer for the seller to basically take maybe around half the cash flow that he's getting right now, but not have to worry about the property and it'll pay him guaranteed payments for the next 30 years of his life, almost like an annuity. He won't have to worry about it. It seems like it's a win. I'm hoping we'll see where he comes back at. Some of these seller finance offers, the owners don't like him that much, but we'll see. I tried to make something that worked with his goals and worked with mine. So we'll see where that comes back at. And if you guys have any questions about how I did this information, reach out to me and, uh, and we'll talk. So I appreciate you guys. Reach out to me, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever it is, at Matt Amabile, M-A-T-A-M-A-B-I-L-E. And I appreciate all you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and talk soon, peeps. Peace.